Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Hushmo Black. Black Forms. Hey, it's December, y'all. December 31st, New Year's Eve. Wow. I don't know where this year went, y'all, but it got away from here. Happy New Year's to everybody. Welcome to the High School Black Forum, where our motto is to do it bigger, to do it better. To do it long and not necessarily, we'll do it louder than anybody out here on Blog Talk, y'all. We advocate for, advocate for social justice on behalf of Americans of African descent. Not because we don't love everybody, we do. Uh, but by extension, we find ourselves advocating for that community. Lord knows, <laughs> with <laughs> this new uh, year, a new uh, administration here in the country coming in, we need all the uh, advocacy we can get, y'all. Hey, Happy New Year, y'all. Be safe out there. Uh, some crazy stuff happens on New Year's. Uh, new Year's night. Used to be back when I was wilding out as they say uh new year's eve is one of my favorite uh one of my favorite nights of the year no doubt uh, we're gonna start you off with a little of uh <laughs>
relevant to do uh, this last day of 2016. Uh, the world is in desperate need of love. Uh, it's New Year's, y'all. Uh, New Year's, New Year's Eve. We are uh, kind of just kicking back this evening, trying to reflect on uh, this year, this year that's coming to an end, 2016. Boy, we lost a lot of great, great, great people of this year. If you woke up this morning, be thankful. Be thankful, y'all. Uh, it's a lot of folks... Uh, a lot of our uh, comrades didn't uh, didn't wake up this morning. 2016 took a toll on a lot of our uh, comrades. Everybody from Prince to Carrie Fisher to to her mother, uh, Debbie Reynolds. Just, just a whole slew of uh, great, great people that uh, we lost in 2016. You know, it's not a new phenomenon. I mean, every day someone uh, transitioned over to the other side. It's just uh, the nature of life. It's the nature of life, yeah. we born to die, as they say. And uh, it's not a easy concept to uh, grasp, but uh, it is uh, a fact. Here, here on this last day, we, we're just going to kind of reminisce about uh, 2016. Some crazy things happened. Among the craziest, Donald Trump was elected president on November 8th. If you can believe that, Trump was elected president. That that in itself is takes some uh, real understanding, <laughs> some coming to grips with. Become the twentieth January at noon, Donald Trump is going to be sworn in as the forty fifth president of these. United States of America. It's going to uh, uh, entail for the future is anybody's guess. Anybody's guess, and I guess is all it's going to be. Because none of us know uh, what's going to happen. There's a lot of apprehension, uh, a lot of nervousness uh, going on in the country. Um, with the election of uh, Donald Trump, I uh, I'm saying a prayer for him every night. He's gonna need all our prayers, y'all. <laughs> He's gonna need all our prayers. Hey, and you gonna need you gonna need to get prayed up yourself. You gonna need to get prayed up yourself. Absolutely, we we got to get prayed up here for 2017, y'all. Starting today. Hey, don't delay. See, see what it says. Don't delay. Send yours in right away. Send it in right away, yo. I can remember I was looking at a uh, 
a war movie. December is Pearl Harbor month. December 7th when the Japanese attacked uh, Pearl Harbor there. Uh, December 7th Pearl Harbor Day. Uh, a day that uh, President Franklin Roosevelt described as a day that would live in infamy. Uh, my own personal day of infamy. I, uh, July 16th, 1966, that day, I, I, I kind of go back there uh, from time to time. I, well, it never leaves me, really, but uh, it was and is my own personal day of infamy, uh, July 16th, nineteen. 66. In Vietnam, in the jungles of Quang Tribe Providence, Quang Tribe Providence sits on the border of, in Vietnam, the DMZ, the militarized zone, uh, the zone that divides north and south Vietnam. Uh, I was a young man back then, um, a young Marine uh, fighting in a war. I didn't know, I understand, didn't even know why I was there, just doing uh, my duty as a uh, United States Marine and uh, got caught up got caught up in that uh, in that valley, as I like to describe it, that valley of the shadow of death. It uh, was so real that day to me. I uh, learned a lot about myself, but most importantly, I learned a lot about faith. Learned a lot about faith that day. I uh, I suppose that you know, as a young man, you you uh, think you're uh, invis- invincible, and uh, nothing can you know really harm you. Especially after I'd been in Vietnam for almost ten months at the time, and I was pretty well uh, over the shell shock of it. Uh, you become kind of complacent. Uh, this particular day, we walked into my outfit, walked into this ambush. Uh, my fire team, I was a fire team leader back then. We we had to point. <laughs> if y'all y'all might not know what the point is, but in a in a military formation, the point is the the fire team, the squad, the platoon that's out front of everybody. Uh, in this case, it was. A fire team, my fire team, we, we, we had to point that day. Um, that's what would have it. We walked into this ambush about 10.30 in the morning on July 16, 1966. And uh, my life forever changed. Forever changed uh, that morning. 
I was old and uh, shut up uh, pretty severely. I can remember uh, the first thing out of my mouth when you get shot like that. So, you know, you, you you heard people talking about uh, the life flashing in front of, front of them and all that stuff, and they think they're on the verge of dying or being killed. And uh, sure enough, the first words out of my mouth was, God help me. And God help me. After being shot for the first time, the first words out of my mouth was, God help me. And sure enough, he heard my cry. And uh, I, I didn't know anything about Psalms 118, verse 5. Back then I did Call upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. It's, that's from Scripture, y'all. Verse 5 of Psalms 118. I, uh, can now attest to the fact that with faith, um, Can make a difference. My faith made a difference that day, uh, and uh, I will be forever um, uh, in tune with my higher power because I know by uh, being so. Um, I have nothing to fear. At least uh, uh, nothing to fear from uh, uh, another human. I mean, there's no way uh, in the predicament that I found myself that uh, I could have got out out of uh, there without this higher power uh, delivering uh uh, me that day, I like to say that I was blessed and highly favored that day. Uh, blessed and highly favored. Uh, was that a meeting today? Was talking about uh, faith and what is it? And anybody know? Faith, I mean, does it belong to the forces of love and hate, or is it in that category, or some ingrown uh, uh, something inside that you, uh, some gut feeling? Somebody said that faith is, faith is the trust, the confidence, the complete acceptance of a truth demonstrated or proven by any logical thought. So faith is the acceptance of a truth that cannot be demonstrated or proven by logical thought. It's this thing that you feel about this 
higher power that uh, you know is over you that protects you uh, when you don't have anything else, when you yourself can't uh, uh, provide that uh, uh, that uh, protection or uh, whatnot. I uh, go back to that day, my day of infamy, from time to time. Uh, and I was I was watching uh, this war movie, uh, Torah, Torah, Torah. Uh, like I said the other day, and it kind of brought me back to my day of infamy. Uh, but it's the story of the attack on Pearl Harbor. So many things went crazy that day, according to the story. You know, just uh, looking at the history, the historical. Uh, uh, recount of uh, what happened there. Uh, almost 3,000 people got killed uh, that day in Pearl Harbor because the uh, Japanese kind of just uh, uh, attacked about 7 o'clock on a Sunday morning on December 7th and nobody was expecting them. Uh, so uh, we thought, but uh, just looking at the movie, all kinds of things went wrong. In fact, the Japanese was supposed to give us about a 30-minute warning. Uh, the Prime Minister of uh, Japan's Prime Minister of the United States was supposedly was supposed to give our, our Secretary of State about a 30-minute uh, up on what was going on, and that uh, didn't happen. That correspondence uh, came off about 2 o'clock, about an hour late. And uh, uh, the soldiers there at Pearl Harbor was caught completely off guard. They didn't have time to do anything. Uh, uh, and just a tragic, tragic uh, set of circumstances uh, unfolded, uh, resulting in us uh, declaring war on Japan and uh, the rest is history. Wound up with the culmination of uh, two atomic bombs being dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, Japan, that it kind of brought all that stuff to an end. That's the only time in man's history that a nuclear bomb has been dropped or used in war. Uh, and hopefully, uh, it will be uh, the last time that a nuclear weapon will ever be used in war. Uh, these times, these times we live in are uh, crazy times, Joe. Uh, these are crazy, crazy times. I mean, you got a war. Well, in fact, the United States has been at war. The United States has been at war since September 11th, 2001. <laughs> 16 years, yo. We've been at war for 16 straight years. And there's no end in sight. We have been at war for 16 straight years. Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria. <laughs> we 
This country has been at war for 16 straight years. No time in our history has a war lasted that long. Not even Vietnam. Vietnam lasted. Twelve years of war. We have been at war now 16 years and there's no end in sight. <laughs> Think of it. Uh, our young men and women are dying every day, being shot up and maimed every day, and there's no end in sight. It might be time to uh, to call on this higher power. Yeah. <laughs> um, it certainly worked for me. It certainly worked for me. Uh, in my uh, time of deed, and when I got caught up in that valley. It worked for me. Yeah. I can attest. I bear witness. I bear witness uh, that it worked for me. That might be time to the collective human call upon them to uh, deliver to deliver us out of this malaise that we find ourselves in in 2016 as it's about to come to a close uh, to uh, take control over uh, uh, just uh, our destiny. (laughs) I'll put it that way. Take control of our destiny because man uh, does a lousy job of uh, bringing wars to a, a conclusion. Man does a lousy job of bringing wars and conflicts to a conclusion. Man does a very good job at starting wars. Man does a very good job at starting wars and conflicts. Uh, a very lousy job at ending conflicts and wars. Uh, it's been the case throughout throughout man's history. Our own civil war here in the United States, that thing went on uh, for five years <clears throat> at the expense of some 600,000 humans and President Lincoln. He uh, himself uh, uh, Found, found himself having nightmares about uh, that thing, about uh, why it wouldn't end. He couldn't figure it out. He's the president. He commanded the Union troops and uh, uh, got life and death uh, uh, at his command. He himself could not figure out why the Civil War, this is 1865 now, it's been going on five years. He could not figure out why that war wouldn't come to an end. In 18, this is January 1865, right? He's having nightmares about uh, why it is that that thing wouldn't uh, come to an end. They're finally hidden 
<laughs> and finally hit him. He had one of those uh, uh, epiphanies that came to him and told him that uh, that war would come to an end when uh, that institution of slavery was ended with uh, some commitments uh, from namely uh, you had to put uh, the 13th Amendment in that Constitution to end that institution of slavery. It came to him all, all of a sudden out of a dream. And uh, sure enough, 13th Amendment passed. The rest is history, yeah? That thing came to an end. One man, Lincoln realized it. Lincoln realized it. Abraham Lincoln realized that something else was driving that war that was bigger than man. Something else was needed to bring that thing to a close uh, that was bigger than man. And uh, sure enough, uh, the man upstairs had took control of that thing. Abraham Lincoln knew this. He said as much in his second inaugural address that a power greater than that he was orchestrating uh, that war. <laughs> hey, remember, he had a lot of people praying uh, to uh, the man upstairs. Certainly, my ancestors was praying for their salvation before the Civil War. Sure enough, the Civil War came, and the institution of slavery came down, y'all. The institution of slavery came down as a result of millions of prayers that... Uh, uh, there wasn't the North, there wasn't the South, there wasn't man that eradicated uh, this country of slavery. But it was a higher power that uh, operated on the prayers of millions of humans. I believe this. I know this to be a fact. <laughs> I know this to be a fact, y'all, because I've experienced firsthand uh, the power of my higher power. <laughs> I, I've experienced it firsthand. So that's something I read about or heard about or uh, talked about. This is something I know about. This is something that I personally experienced myself. This is a science of my own personal uh, ex- reality. Yes. Hey, uh, we're going to, hey, we ain't no preaching. We don't preach out here on the Hushville Black Forum. We do like to uh, uh, tell it like it is or tell it like I see it. We're going to do that. Uh, uh, yeah. 2016, yeah. I'm for one glad that it's behind me. Thankful that I'm still here today on the last day of it. And uh, Scripture says this is the day that the Lord made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. 
what I'm going to do, y'all. Rejoice and be glad in it. This last day of 2016, December 31st, 2016. New Year's is fastly approaching. We got a brand new year coming up, staring us in the face, y'all. Let's make them. We got to make the most of it, yeah. In order to do that, we need to uh, get prayed up. We need to get prayed up, yeah. Take a break here, we done ran over, y'all. It's about, uh, wow. 735, y'all, in the ATL. We come to you live and in living color every Saturday from 7 to 9, y'all, on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, tell a friend about us. Got a free call in, 1-888-588-3814. New Year's, y'all. I hear either fire walk, uh, works a gunfire going on outside of the studio here. I don't know which it is, but we're going to take a break. What's going on here? Y'all, we'll be right back. Ciao. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
<coughs> no doubt. Uh, <coughs> Do we have any water yet? In the, we got to take a swig of water here to clear our throat, yeah. It used to be party night, yeah. New Year's Eve. We're flying to Hushmore at a party somewhere. Back in the day, we'd be ready to uh, light up the town, yeah. Of course, we used to throw some pretty good New Year's Eve parties, too. Always had some great New Year's Eve parties back in the day. Yeah. I can remember. Uh, <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna do a little reminiscing, but uh, we won't we won't uh, we'll, we won't do that and get on with it. <laughs> Big day for the Falcons, though. Saints fans, I don't know if there's any Saints fans listening to the Hushmo travel up from the, the Big Easy. Who may have traveled up from the Big Easy trying to uh, get in where they fit in. There's my brother. Trying to get in where they fit in on New Year's Eve. We, uh, Trying to set a trap for him. I don't know about a trap, but I certainly would have them boys uh, uh, out on the town here tonight. Falcons, you need to send three limousines over to the you need to send three limousines over to uh, the Saints Hotel <laughs> and give them the night on the town on the house. I got a couple of stops you could take them. They be there all night, yeah. <laughs> I got some spots for them. They they be in there all night. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. This is a critical game. Critical game. If we just play our game, I don't think New Orleans can stay with us. I don't think they can score with us. New Orleans can score, too. I think we can score a few more points than they can. We play our game, y'all. We're going to put up more points than the Saints. a few more weapons than the Saints. And it appears now that everybody's healthy. I think everybody, well, we got a few uh, injuries, but for the most part, we are pretty healthy. Yeah.
I don't know what happened to a cornerback, an all pro cornerback. Uh, I never did hear. Did he get? Did he have surgery or what? I can't remember. I can't recall whether he went under the knife or what. I'm trying to find out some things about what happened to uh, a all pro cornerback. Is he going to ninth or not? Did he go under the knife or not? Desmond Trufant. We we we've been playing pretty good since he went out, but still, I you know we need all hands on deck. We need all hands on deck, y'all. Ooh, Gabriel's out. That's a big deal there. That's a big deal. It's a big deal, y'all. Gabriel is out. That's a big deal. Wow. Right receiver Gabriel with foot. Cooper's out, and he will be ruled out of Sunday's game versus the Saints, despite being limited at practice on Thursday. The Falcons will hold Gabriel until he's able to reach his explosive style of running at the level he possesses. Cooper missed Atlanta's most recent game versus him. Oh, boy. We got a rookie linebacker count back on the field after suffering. Well, he'll be back in four and it's He did good over the last couple of days, so we got going to monitor him. If he gets sore, then we will take him out. That's not my intent going into the game. Mm-hmm. I should have to take. Uh... See, that's why I, I don't know why we got rid of that boy McKissick. Nobody was any more explosive than that guy, J.D. McKissick. I wonder what happened to him. I'm almost sure he's going to be playing somewhere next year. That boy's going to be playing somewhere next year. He. We sure could use him now. We sure could use him now, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a big game, y'all. NFL moved that game back to 4 o'clock on Sunday. 4 o'clock New Year's Day. They moved the Saints and Falcons back. That's the prime game tomorrow. We win. We got a first-round bye. We got a first-round bye, y'all, so we got a lot to play for. Oh, yeah, this game means a lot. We can't, we can't take it easy. I mean, I was looking at restings of people, but we can't. If we we got to go all out and play because yeah, if we win, we get a bye. So we'll we'll have the opportunity to rest up. But tomorrow is critical. So it's going to be a great, great, uh, a great game. 
I don't know what happened today. We had some games today. I was looking at New England and Seattle. That thing was going back and forth. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened there. I'll try to. Saints game is bigger than you think. Y'all know it's not either. We know. <laughs> we know for a fact how big it is. We know how big this game is. Huh? Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, it, <laughs> he's like, that got started, y'all. Hey, he's like, you always fell down. Mm. And I got carried away. They have got carried away, y'all. January 1. Uh, what happened? Wow. Yeah, I know there was a game today, but I don't see, don't know if I see anything about it. I mean, I was pretty sure it was a game on today. I don't see any of those games. Was it a game or was that some replay? Was that a replay? Suppose it could have been, because I don't see. I see, I see Cleveland, Pittsburgh, New Orleans, New York, Washington, Arizona, LA, I'm with them, Kansas City, Seattle, San Francisco. Seattle, San Francisco. 16 games, and no, they didn't. That was a replay of some old game. Hey, what were they showing that thing? 
That's crazy. I don't know. Tony Romo looks like he's going to play this week. Weekend. Cowboys said they got to get him ready just in case things don't go right. They can throw him in there. I don't know how I feel like Prescott. That Prescott ain't no joke, yeah. He's young. Dak Prescott ain't no joke. I don't see how um, they could uh, mess with the, a formula that brought them to what is, what's their record? Thirteen and two. I mean, if you're thirteen and two, ain't too much broke. If you have thirteen and two record this late this season, ain't too much about your team that's broke. Uh, I'm here to tell you right now, there's not too much about your team that's broke. Just think, the Falcons went thirteen and three, and what was that? Twenty twelve, twenty thirteen, or what? Two three years ago. They fired the coach the next year or the year after that? Uh, no job is safe. No job is safe, yeah. And that NFL, not no coaching job I'm talking about. Oh, no, you can be here today and go tomorrow. You could be here today and gone tomorrow. That's like everything else in life. Nothing is guaranteed past today. Ain't nothing guaranteed past today, y'all. You got to make the most of it. Make the most of it. Yeah. Hey, y'all, uh, it's about, uh, wow. Eight o'clock in the ATL, straight up. We're going to take another quick pause for the calls here, y'all. We'll be right back. Y'all hanging there. You got me hushmo driving this train this evening. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturday. 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
there's a million people uh, outside breaking the cold temperature. It's not that cold tonight. It's like, are we still doing this? Well, it is that cold. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back, uh, welcome back to the Hushville Black Forum. It's New Year's Eve, and of course, the festivities has begun. Uh, looking at CNN, Times Square, you know the big, the big ball drop. Said you got a million people in Times Square, or expecting a million people in Times Square for the the b- drop of the uh, ball at twelve. A lot of people, y'all, in one place. Yeah, about a hundred thousand policemen <laughs> up there to try to keep try to keep the folks safe. And a lot of crazy folks out here in the world, y'all. And we pray that uh, all goes well. Fireworks started here already. I heard something outside the studio. I don't know if it's firecrackers, guns, or what's going on. But you know, see what a place down in Mexico City blew up some fireworks supermarket, if you will. Exploded here a week or so ago. Thirty-some people died in that thing. Uh, that was the craziest thing I've heard. Kathy Gifford looks like she's hot in that darn sweater. She's about to come out of it. She's sweating all over the place. Wow, you hot, lady? Yes, she is. We got to get her another change of clothes, y'all. This lady done sweated out of her clothes.
Any of y'all that have never been to uh, Times Square out there in uh, cyberspace? Facebook friends, y'all? Any any of y'all never been in New York? I want to get there at least one time just for your own edification. That's no place like it. Uh, Yeah, you have to go check it out at least once. Uh, still plays like the Big Apple, yo. Plays like it, yeah. Oh, I could never live there. I mean, but for a weekend, long weekend, you can't. Uh, some of the best food, some of the best restaurants. You'll find shopping tremendous, tremendous. Shopping opportunities there, clothes, uh, electronics, uh, and anything you want, you can find in uh, the Big Apple. Yeah? Yes, but anything you want, you can come across there in uh, the ATL. Mm. got to be careful, though, with the vendors on the street, especially around Times Square. They have a tendency to to uh, shall I say oversell their merchandise. <laughs> you, you, you think you'd be buying a Rolex and uh, wind up with a Timex, yeah? Uh, or something less, or something less. Yeah, you have to really be on guard in the Big Apple. I want to get up there to see the play, Hamilton. It looks like that thing is sold out for the next two years. Though. You have to try to get a ticket two years down the road to see Hamilton. I understand that uh, Broadway had a record-setting year in 2016. It's one good thing about 2016. You want to find some positive. Uh, If you want to find some positive uh, things about it. Yeah. Uh, great, great uh, year for Broadway. I think led by uh, Hamilton, the play. Um, went to see a great, great movie, uh, Christmas Day. Uh, the Hidden Figures story of Catherine Johnson and uh, her uh, co-workers 
uh, young pioneers, uh, young African-American pioneers who worked at Nassau, National Aeronautics Space Agency, back in the day, uh, back in the 60s, early 60s. Uh, in fact, I think Catherine Johnson may have started as early as 58, or shortly thereafter. Mathematician, yeah. <laughs> Who would ever thought it? Say with that mathematician, she was the only one. Was a couple of mathematicians and one engineer, black female, who was instrumental in uh, uh, getting America's uh, space program off off the ground successfully. These mathematicians used to plot the trajectory of uh, those rockets and the reentry re-entry of uh, the capsules uh, by hand. By hand, yeah. They still all that stuff by hand. That was before we had computers and all that craziness. Mathematicians did that stuff with a good old slide rule, and <laughs> y'all don't know what a slide rule is, do you? But yeah. Kevin Johnson was one of the leading uh, mathematicians at, at NASA. Just a fantastic man in a uh, field for mathematics. Huh? Just a great, great story, too. I, you know, I recommend it to, to everybody. Go see it because there's a lot of history there. That uh, little, little known black history. Uh, Hidden Figures, a great movie, you know. I went to see it Christmas Day, and I haven't enjoyed a movie as much in ages. Story of Katherine Johnson. Katherine Johnson is still alive. She's like 98 years old. President Barack Obama gave her the Medal of Freedom Sometime in 2015, I think it was. One of our pioneers in uh, the space program. There's a lot of black ladies working uh, there at uh, Langley Air Force Base, Langley Air Force Base in Hampton, Virginia, around that way. Right outside of D.C., if you're not familiar with where Langley Air Force Base is at. But, uh, uh, but, uh, I think that move was so powerful, it's crazy. things about the movie is that uh, back then, Virginia was still a segregated uh, uh, place. Back in the early 60s, they still had separate uh, restrooms and all that craziness. And these key uh, workers there, uh, these mathematicians, they had to use separate uh, segregated uh, 
mushrooms and all that craziness until it started interfering with their work and them getting their work out. They changed all that stuff, yeah. <laughs> they broke down all those barriers with a man. Their ability broke down all those barriers, all those things, colored bathrooms only came to an end. Colored bathroom was halfway across the campus. Lady running damn near half miles to, to use the bathroom. It's crazy yeah, those those times. I was there. That's my generation now. Fifties and sixties. That's my generation. I was I remember those times. Thank goodness that uh, it came to an end. Here today, we have to uh, be on guard, though. We have to be on guard for what's going on in the country. I don't think we ever get back to that, but equal. But uh, well, no, I know we never get back there because there was never a time of separate equal. That was all a facade. Nothing was ever certainly not separate. Nothing was never equal as long as it was separate. That's the only way for it to be. That's the only way for it to be. Uh, Twenty sixteen is sliding on out, yeah. I don't know where it went. I have no idea where it went. It went somewhere. Three hundred and sixty five days. Wait, this is not a leap year, so it's what? Late years, 365, the other days are 364 and a quarter, or what? How do they figure that out? <laughs> Those ladies at, at NASA, they can figure it out for you. Using physics and calculus and all that craziness. Hey, those ladies was good at this stuff, yo. Yeah. Those ladies were good at this stuff. I mean, Captain Johnson was a child prodigy. <laughs> she was, uh, they drug her out of school at a young age. Somebody go here. You too smart for this group. <laughs> we got to move you over here. West Virginia. West Virginia up there. Gifted, gifted individual. Just a gifted, gifted individual.
we uh, got about another couple of weeks out from school, yeah. Another week anyway, because we start, we're going to start back on the 9th. I'm finished. Oh, yeah, I'm finished. I got my uh, work in for my associate's degree in general studies. Uh, I, uh, I'm i looking for, I guess if I go for a BA, it would be in African-American history. But the school I go to, don't have a BA, and then I'd have to transfer over to another college. Still in my neighborhood. I mean, not far away at all. I'm just I'm trying to make up my mind whether I'm going to pursue it or not. Well, my time, I don't know if that's going to make go back to work. Yeah. With Dawn coming in, it might be a necessity. With my new degree, I might be able to find some. <laughs> hey, I'm retired, y'all. I see what I might do. <laughs> I might have to stack some more money, y'all, with the Dawn. I may have to stack a few more dollars away. We're going to see. We're going to see, y'all. Uh, what could uh, stop me from doing that? Y'all go to my website, hushmoblack.com, and buy my book, Racism and Hate in American Reality. Uh, my first book, The Water Boy, The Life and Trials of Jimmy C. Cameron. Y'all go out there and buy those books and tell your friends about them. Great, great reads. Both of them got a chapter on reparations. Both of them got a chapter on reparations. That's uh, uh, what I have a cake for. On behalf of American Rapids, for American Rapids, not on behalf, but uh, yeah, both books have got a chapter, whole chapter I dedicate to uh, reparations. I thought I spelled that wrong. I got that spelled wrong. Where is that at? I've got to change that. That's on my... Uh, that should be an S operations. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, read my book and read chapter 12 in that uh, latest one, Racism and Hate. It's a great take on, on reparations, my argument for it. 
Uh, in fact, I'm writing a I'm uh, writing a, uh, a another paper on it, uh, kind of uh, updating it and uh, bringing it more into uh, sync with uh, my argument and with uh, uh, today's times. Uh, yeah. I still believe that uh, reparation is a legal argument, not a moral argument, as so many of our uh, like leaders do. Uh, obviously, slavery was an immoral act, the flagitious institution of slavery, the flagitious institution of slavery. Uh, was uh, an immoral act. Uh, I'm of the opinion uh, that that debt, the moral, uh, uh, that moral debt was satisfied uh, with the Civil War. Uh, that moral debt of that flagitious uh, institution of slavery was satisfied with uh, the Civil War, and the only somebody that could uh, satisfy that debt is uh, the man upstairs, a power much greater than a man, and I think that occurred uh, uh, through the Civil War and some 600,000 dead with the Installment of the 13th, 14th, or 15th Amendment in the Constitution of this country. I think that the moral debt was satisfied. Now, the legal, my legal argument for reparations uh, deal with the period after the Civil War was over. My legal argument for reparations deal with the separate equal laws and uh, the uh, trampling of 14th Amendment rights that uh, injured uh, Americans of Africa since some hundred years after the Civil War was over. That is my argument for reparations. And I make it in both of my books, The Water Boy, The Life and Trials of Jimmy C. Cameron, and Racism and Hate in American Reality. I make that argument in both of those books. And uh, I'm writing up a third essay on my uh, take on reparations, my legal uh, take on it, uh, that I'll be publishing here shortly. Uh, I'll wait till I get into the school year and do a paper. And uh, I'm taking a Black History course at another Black History course this semester, and I'll do a paper in there on it to try to bring it, to try to update it. And uh, I'm better at writing, y'all, since I've got two years of college behind me. (laughs) In my latest uh, studies, I've uh, improved my writings, and hopefully uh, by doing so, I will uh, be able to express my, uh, uh, put forward my uh, argument a lot better uh, in this third uh, 
argument I'm making for uh, reparations. Hopefully I'll be able to make this argument a lot more succinct. And uh, if people can can kind of get a handle on Also taking Spanish uh, this semester. Yeah, I got had to get uh, I had to get uh, going somewhere to a Spanish-speaking country for my fiftieth uh, anniversary next year, and hopefully I'll uh, be able to converse in the native tongue somewhat. I've been having a pretty good. Uh, well, I, I don't know. I say that I don't. I don't mess with these scratch off lottery numbers, y'all. Very seldom. And I, I bought a couple here a couple three weeks ago, and I, right now I'm still ahead. I picked up. I don't know how how much it was. Some change. I wasn't no big money, but here in the last month or so, I've been buying these iron scratch offs, and I'm just about even. About a couple of days, and I see where I got a couple of free tickets. Hey, <laughs> as long as you break even, you uh, uh, you're ahead. Even you're ahead, yeah. And I, I've been breaking even here with these scratch offs. I don't mess with. I don't even mess with that cash. We very seldom anymore. That thing ain't nothing but a scheme. Y'all take to take your money. That's the biggest scheme going. That whole lottery thing is a scheme. Do y'all know the state of Georgia had a lottery back as early as 18 or 1758? I don't even think it was a state. I think it was still Dern Colony at the time. They had a Dern lottery here. Trying to raise money. Trying to raise revenue. Yeah. Much like they're doing today. Oh, lottery's been around for a long, long time. The government needs to extract money out of the citizens. That's another form of taxation now. 
That's another form of taxation. Got it. Gas off as a darn raffle. Thank you. Make you think you getting something back. You putting a lot more into it than what you're getting back. I, I can assure you that. In any lottery scheme, <laughs> you putting a lot more into it than what you're getting back. Somebody might hit every once in a while. But don't go, uh, don't go trying to plan your future lottery winnings. Your anticipated lottery winnings. Don't plan no, uh, don't plan your future out uh, based on uh, your expectations of one day hitting the lottery. It's a fool's bet, y'all. That is a fool's bet, let me tell you. It's New Year's Eve, y'all. Crazy things can happen on New Year's Eve. Y'all be safe out here. Be safe out there in the mean streets, y'all. That husband don't even get out on New Year's anymore. I, I remember the time when New Year's Eve would not catch me in the house. But now, New Year's Eve won't. <laughs> How things have changed, y'all. Right now, uh, New Year's won't catch me nowhere else but in the house. See <laughs> where Queen Latifah had a car stolen here in Atlanta. Yeah, a big Beamer she was driving. Yeah, if I had that money, I'd be driving a big Beamer, too. Anyway, she had a car stolen. There's been a lot of carjackings and the craziness going on here lately. Of course, a couple of the carjackers got shot up. You can't be walking up to people's car talking about you own it. <laughs> you don't know what somebody's got in their car. Oh no! Don't don't walk up on the hush phone. I'll tell you that right now. That ain't, that could be hazard to your health. Hey, I'm nervous. Y'all. I'm a disabled veteran. I'm nervous, scared. Uh-uh. Don't don't walk up on my car. Don't do it. I'm telling you right now. Don't walk up on my car because I'm nervous and crazy. There's been a lot of hijacking going on. That's the craziest thing I've ever seen. You think you could just walk up and take somebody's <laughs> car? Well, it works a lot of time at work, but so many things can go wrong. Many things can go wrong, huh? And often do. You start talking about you go take somebody's stuff.
We're winding down, y'all. It's about uh, quarter till nine. Got just about uh, 15 more minutes to go before we bring this thing to a close. There's John Lemon looking at us. I ain't going to say, we ain't going to even get to go there. Don Lemon's part of the New Year's celebration. He's got his tux on. Y'all have a pretty sharp tuxedo. He keep buttoning it and unbuttoning it. I don't know what he's drinking. They look like they're getting pretty... They're doing something. I don't know if it's liquor or what. You're talking about. Tattoo. Or piercing. You think they're into the piece 
Donald Trump's going to be drunk as a darn skunk by the time New Year's fall around if he keeps. Wow. Hey, uh, 
once again, you got the hospital here closing this thing. Y'all closing the year out, y'all. It's been a fantastic uh, 2016 out here on the Hushville Black Forum. I want to thank all my listening fans for sharing uh, 2016 with us. And uh, hopefully you'll be back next year, 2017. We'll be here covering all the Events affecting America's African descent, which is everything. <laughs> That's everything, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, this New Year's, and uh, once again, Happy New Year's to everybody. Got a few birthday folks on Facebook there. I want to say Happy Birthday to them all. Um, we, uh, Enjoyed our year and pray that uh, 2017 will be a, a much better year for us. Till next year, y'all. Ciao, we out of here. Y'all be safe out there. The Hushmo Black Phone. Advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. Check us out at the Heisman Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com.